Oh, glory. I'm shaking this morning. We are to tremble in the presence of the Lord. Amen. 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 The Holy Spirit and His mind and His supernatural awesomeness and glory. Let us tremble. Let us shake. Amen. Rise this morning. Let's proclaim the word. This is the word of God. This is the word of God. I will walk in it. I will walk in it. I'll abide by it. I'll abide by it. I'll adhere to it. I'll adhere to it. And I'll stand upon it. I'll stand upon it. For it is my strength. For it is my strength. It is my power. It is my power. And it is my life. It is my life. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. We give you praise and glory this morning. And you may be seated. Children are dismissed. Children's church. Nobody. You're not dismissed. <laughs> we are dismissed. Okay. guide you this morning to the book of Matthew. Many of you believe this morning the church needs to know who Jesus is. Amen. Not just a name. Amen. Not just a slogan. Not just a person. find here in the 16th chapter of Matthew the writer's recording again inspired of the Holy Spirit as always the word of God's true amen amen does what it says it does right yes. amen it is what it says it is mm -hmm. declaration out of the mouth of God <laughs> this point Jesus has been faced with ridicule and denial the religious authorities of the day being the Pharisees and the Sadducees were constantly giving him trouble they even accused him of doing the works of the devil and that his power really consisted of demonic ability Jesus had just performed miracles galore he had just fed 4,000 with a few pieces of fish and loaves he had just healed a demon possessed girl set her free of the bondage of Satan but they came to him and they said I want to see a sign I question what in the world kind of sign did y'all do? <laughs> but you see, they were bound up in unbelief. Amen. They were really imprisoned by the refusal to believe and accept who Jesus was. In verse 13 of chapter 16, beginning reading it says when Jesus came into the coast of Caesarea Philippi he asked his disciples saying whom do men say that I the son of man am now we know that Jesus don't we is the son of God Amen. we know that he is the only begotten son of God Amen. we know that he was sent to this earth to minister upon it for the length of time that God had predestined and arranged for all the world. We know God knew who he was. We know Jesus knew who he was. Amen. But Jesus asked, who do men say that I am? question to the disciples gathered around him. Conversation. 
Jesus had a lot of conversations with those followers as they many times trudged along the way and sometimes, of course, in doubt because they were humans. Sometimes through adversity and persecutions even and thrown in jail and all kinds of things. And as they traveled with him, there's no doubt that they heard what others of the day were referring to Jesus as. And it might seem strange that Jesus would ask this question knowing Bible gives us evidence, New Testament evidence, that many times Jesus knew what somebody was thinking. He knew what was in their hearts. We're told that. But he asked this question. He already knew the answer to it. He said, who do men say that I am? Who do they say the Son of Man is? Now we know Jesus was born of woman, inspired, conceived of the Holy Spirit, but he was born of woman. That is what enabled him to come to this earth in the form of a human and to endure every temptation that has ever been endured to deal with every kind of thing that we could possibly ever even imagine including the death of loved ones so he asked who is it that people say I the son of man am and they begin to answer it Verse 14 says, And they said, Some say that thou art John the Baptist. By now, what had happened to John the Baptist? Herod had had him beheaded because he was offended by John the Baptist. John the Baptist, of course, was in the grave. But some believe you're John the Baptist. Some, Elias. Others say you're Jeremiah or one of the prophets. That's some honorable titles, isn't it? It's not honorable enough for Jesus, though. Come on. Amen. See, man, and this was something Jesus was trying to pull out of these that had followed him and struggled and many times had conversations and discussions among themselves. Who is he really? He tells us he's this, but who, who is he really? And many times Jesus found them whispering to one another. What does this mean? He just said something I don't understand. What's he talking about? He said he's going to die and be raised up again. All sorts of questions they had. So they responded, and this, this is what they said. They said, well, they say you're this, that, this one, that one, but they were restricting who Jesus was to mere man. And if you notice here in this particular verse, all four categories they place Jesus in, these people are no longer living. You, want, you know the devil wants every aspect of Jesus dead and gone. Amen. Every influence. Verse 15 says, He saith unto them, But whom say you, or ye in the King James, that I am? Who do you say that I am? Here it is. Jesus, these have walked with him for a period of time now, and things are culminating, and it's headed towards his finality on this earth, which is, of course, the arrest in the garden and the, the, the uh, punishment and the cord and, and then the cross, the crucifixion, and, and all that's associated with that. So Jesus here, in, in closing and latter times of his life, he is asking these around him, who do you say that I Who do you say he is? This is an individual question. To all of us. Individual question to every one of them that was gathered around Jesus within hearing distance of his voice on that day long ago. Who do you say that I am? 
I think it's a good question the church needs to ask today. Church, who do you say I am? If I'm who you say I am, then why is what's going on in the church a lot of places going on? Come on. Amen. Why are many Christians just wearing titles? If you know who Jesus is, you know who Jesus is. That's what he's trying to draw out of them here. You can only know who Jesus is when you have a relationship with Jesus. Come on. Amen. You can hear about him. You can hear others talk about him. You can read about him. You can call his name. You can speak it. But until you have a relationship, you will not know who Jesus is. Come on. Matter of fact, as many did, they'll deny. Many today deny who he is. Don't want any part of it. Reject him. Faced it consistently as he walked this earth. He faced it on the cross. What they tell him? If you're the Son of God, just come down off of there. Spit on him. Ridiculed him. Mocked him. Now you must not be who you say you are. You could just call the angels and they'd come down here and rescue you. Amen. See, that's what the Pharisees want. A sign. If a legion of angels had come down here and picked up Jesus and lifted him up and set him back down, they still would not have believed who he was. Because they had already made up in their heart they're not going to accept him. And in fact, they never knew who Jesus really was. But Jesus questioned, who do you say that I am? We all know that Peter was pretty much the spokesman for the party. Peter was a boisterous individual. Sometimes he was quick to respond. But this time we find uh, some definite evidence in what Peter's about to say. Share more on that in a minute, but let me read the verse first. In verse 16 he says, And Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. You're the Christ. You're the Son of God. Far distance from who the others say he was. Mm. And Peter, Jesus says in his answer in verse 17, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjonas, for flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. Even though the resistance, can man really reveal who Jesus is to you or anybody else? I mean, really reveal? Man can tell you about him. Man can teach you about him. Man, I'm preaching this morning. Man can preach. But I can't reveal to you who Jesus is. You got to find out that on your own. Come on, Amen. And when we find out who Jesus is, and we really find out who He is, there is a huge difference that takes place in our life. Yes, Amen. Peter answered, and I don't believe he whispered. He might have shouted, because within Peter there was the absolute knowledge of who it was asking him this question. No, it wasn't John the Baptist. It wasn't Elias. It, it wasn't Jeremiah or one of the prophets. This one before him asking him this question, Peter knew he was who he said he was. Amen. The son of the living God. Who do you say he is this morning? I can ask you that question. Can you say likewise what Peter said? Do you know that Peter's response here is the literal foundation to the Christian faith? Amen. That's it. That's the rock. It's what we stand on. We got to know who he is. Absolutely within us, we got to know you are the son of the living God. Jesus is your name. Church has got to know it. We got to know it. Society better know it. Even though they're all the time. 
We give you a clue if you want to call it a clue this morning. When you reject the things of God and take on the things of the devil, you can't expect to stand very long. Better get a hope. Better get a definite realization of who Jesus really is. Because one of these days, we know not when, there's going to be a glory. The power of God is going to break forth. And the one that was asking Peter this question and the one that Peter responded to is going to come back and I'm going to tell you what earth is getting ready to shake. Hallelujah. I'm ready for the revival. Amen. Not necessarily here. I'm not one of those that think earth's going to break out in some kind of huge revival in the last days. I could be wrong. My Bible tells me in my reading it's a little different than that. We already see the signs. You want a sign? Pharisees, you want a sign of who Jesus was? Look at the signs of the time. It's getting worse and worse and worse. What the Bible declares is going to happen. Yeah, Peter, you got it right. Amen. Your response was absolutely correct. In verse 18, Jesus continues his response to Peter, and he says, And I say also unto thee that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Upon the belief in Jesus, upon the belief that he is who he said he is, Upon the belief that you found out it to be true that Jesus is the Son of God, the Son of the living God. It's a rock. Mm -hmm. Upon this faith, upon this belief in me, he's saying. That's what I'm going to build my church on. And when I build my church on it, everything Satan tries to do, every unleashing of hell, Anything the devil throws shall not, not might not, shall not prevail against it. Praise God. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Lord. Now go to John chapter 10 with me. for just a little bit where we were at we might say well why did Jesus really ask them this question and I think there's more to it than what we can readily identify with yes he wanted to know if they knew because it was crucial it was instrumental that these that had followed him for so long that were getting ready to take up the course sometimes we forget that when Jesus left this earth somebody had to continue on And if they did not have the firm established belief within themselves that he was the son of the living God, they wouldn't have lasted very long at all. He knew that. So he wanted him to bring out of them and draw out of them and hear them say themselves and declare who he was and who he is today and who he will be past today and who he will be through eternity. It has no end. He's Jesus. He is the son of of the living God. See, Jesus also knew that Satan knew. Don't think Satan does not know who Jesus is. And you might think, well, if he knows, why don't he just give up? But we know that he ain't give up. And Jesus knew that these that are getting ready to pick up and carry on the battle, battle, the war, the spiritual war, the fighting against demons, and all the forces of darkness, 
the enemies of God. Jesus knew what they were getting ready to be faced with. He knew that Satan knew all the tricks. Still uses them today. The same ones that he's used over and over and over again on the people of God and really the entirety of global society. Jesus knew he would know how to strategize, articulate. I've mentioned many times, and again, please don't think that I'm giving Satan glory this morning because my foot is on his head. Amen. Jesus has given me that authority. But I've mentioned many times how his abilities are much like a spider web. How he can intricately lace things together and draw it over here and go from there and go here and go there to, to ultimately end up in his goal, which is what? What's a spider spin a web for? To catch an easy victim. Then what does he do to that victim? Jesus knew. He knew the tactics of the devil. He knew that Satan had legions of demons and unclean spirits and darkness. And Jesus knew his abilities. And he knew without those before him knowing and knowing is burying in your heart and in your soul the knowledge and the recognition and the confirmation of who he is. That is what Jesus knew would carry them forth, that they could continue. Folks, it's the same way for us today. We have to know absolutely, totally, and wholly who Jesus is. He's more than just a name on a sign. He's more than just somebody's discussion topic. We have to know like these had to know as Peter stood up and said, I believe it might be like this. I know who you are. You ever play that game? <laughs> Peter wanted to answer first. Papa didn't raise his hand. No, he just busted it out. Maybe it was swelled up so much within him he couldn't hold it any longer. As soon as Jesus got the question off his lips, Peter was answering you I believe he pointed at you you're Jesus you're the Christ you're the son of the living God see with that belief and that faith see when Peter said that he had faith in this one that was asking him the question Amen. he really couldn't have Addressed it without faith because Jesus turned right around and said, It ain't flesh and blood that's allowed you to know this. It's God. God. Amen. I wonder how Peter felt about that time. How did Jesus know? How did Jesus know? I mentioned he knew the tactics. He knew all the abilities that this enemy has. But how did he know it? Where was he at in the beginning? With the Father. Heaven. With God. In the beginning was the Word. The Word is with God. The Word was God. The Word, folks, is Jesus. Amen. Also tells us He was there in the creation. Amen. Who else was in heaven? Lucifer. Chief angel. Jesus was there. He saw Him get so prideful and tried to draw others to rebel against God. Is that not what He's still doing? 
Amen. Watch out who you allow to let you even be tempted to rebel against God. But even at Satan's ejection from heaven when Jesus came to this earth, the word tells us that he was baptized in the Holy Ghost. Anybody remember that? Amen. Uh-huh. Another key element, one of the three absolutely necessary in the church today, the Holy Ghost. Amen. Said to come down upon him like a dove. Uh-huh. What happened right after that? Ooh, Jesus was led into the wilderness, uh-huh. tempted of the devil. You don't think Jesus knew who Satan was? How did Jesus respond every time Satan would throw something and try to trick him and try to trap him? Word. The word. That was his response. He didn't get into discussion with the devil. He didn't get some kind of dialogue going on. Come on. Quickly responded. Thus saith the word of God. Our weapon hasn't changed. Same one. Amen. As Jesus walked this earth, he saw the effects of the powers of darkness. He saw people that were miserable. He saw people that were sick and ill. He saw people that were possessed of devils. He saw the evidence. And he knew that Satan was serious about his business. And his church better be serious about their business. Amen. Come on. And every believer needs to be serious about the business of God. Which many have left out. It's about fighting the kingdom of darkness. It's about doing battle with demons. Folks, it's a real thing. The atmosphere of evil is growing constantly. Where's the church? Come on. Playing mama peg with the devil? You remember throwing the knife, you know? See how close you can get to the foot without hitting it? Getting as close to the line as you can with maybe without going over it? Allowing this, allowing that? How about running around the rosy with demons? When you accept sin, that's exactly what you're doing. When you condone sin and abominations, that's exactly what you're doing. The devil's serious. And Jesus knew it. He knew it. And he also knew that the only way out of a sinful mess for any individual was to come to the knowledge of who he is. Same for us today. In verse 10 of chapter 10 of the book of John, this ought to sound real familiar. The thief cometh not, and thief there means literal thief. Robber, scoundrel, thieving, sorry individual, okay? There's no other real interpretation for it. It means what it says. The thief cometh not, means he's got a purpose doesn't say he's not coming. We already know better than that, don't we? It says he cometh not. His purpose is. His mission is. His ultimate goal is contained within the content of the scripture. And I'm going to recite it again. He's serious about it. This is Jesus speaking again. The thief cometh not. comes with a purpose comes here really means he comes goes back and forth he's an aggravator he's a heckler he's deceitful he's violent forceful There's nothing good about him, okay? Why do so many give him their allegiance? Allegiance? 
I thought that's when you put your hand over the heart and faced the flag and said, Pledge of Allegiance. Let me tell you something this morning. If you're not giving your allegiance to God, folks, you better wonder who you're giving it to. Amen. That is a question that needs to be answered in your own heart and your own life. Just like Jesus asked Peter, who do men say that I am? If he's anything less than who he is, you better find an altar somewhere. Because your future is not looking well. But oh, when you find him. Oh, when that right answer can rise up in your heart and come out of your mouth. Like Peter, regardless of who's around, I suspect there's probably some Pharisees in the crowd listening. Peter didn't care because he knew who he was. Might have been somebody there that says, hey, you need to hush. Quieten that down a little bit. Government might have said, you better squash it. Can't be doing that in public anymore. Hush. I'm not saying that's in the Bible. That's just kind of some <laughs> thoughts I have. Because of Peter's immediate response here and his boisterous response. See, when, when real faith is in your soul who Jesus is, it just gives you kind of an energy. Amen. Anybody found that out? Amen. When you can say, Jesus is my Lord and mean it and know in your heart what you just said is you're believing and you're believing going to take you to a glorious place. One day. Who can shut you down? Woo. If God be for us, who can be against us? Nobody. Not even the gates of hell, Jesus said. Unless we allow it to. He said, the thief cometh not, but to steal, to kill. And the last one is a combined effort of both of the first two. See, when you steal and kill, then the ultimate end of that is destroy. What is he trying to steal and kill and destroy? Who was Jesus talking about previous? He's talking about himself. He called himself the door. No man can come to God except through him. He's the door. Could Satan kill Jesus? Steal, kill, destroy? No! Nobody killed Jesus, by the way. Bible said he laid his life down. Now the physical affliction, sure it had effect. But who gave up the ghost? It wasn't the Roman soldiers. It wasn't Pilate. It said Jesus gave up the ghost. Because he said, you know what he said? He said, it is finished. It's done. And he gave up the ghost. Praise God. Victory on the cross. Victory on the cross. What the thief in all of his attempts to steal, kill, and destroy, and this is the way I got it for this message this morning, is to steal all influence, to kill all influence, and destroy all influence of the son of the living God yes amen because he knows if he can do that he can destroy you and sad to say it's on the roll that's on the roll but in the heart of the true believer the one that knows who Jesus is see what Jesus said is absolutely correct But what if I lose my life in the middle of this battle? What if I'm a martyr? What if things really get bad? It doesn't change the fact that the gates of hell shall not prevail against the people of God. Amen. My Lord. The verse isn't through yet. Jesus said, I am come 
if you research that and look at it, you want to know what that really means? I want you to notice the two words, I am. When Moses went to God and said, who am I going to tell this wicked, mean, evil Pharaoh sent me? He said, you just tell him I am sent you. Jesus said, I am come. That means I have come and I am here. Can I quit right now? Altars are open. I am come and I am here. The thief, yeah, he comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but I have come. I am come. That they might have life. Who have life? These. Going in the door. Understanding who the only door is. That it's Jesus alone and Jesus only. There's no other way to the kingdom of heaven other than by through Jesus. This is the foundation. Again, the foundation. Peter said it. Jesus is the absolute only means that we will ever find. God in fullness. Heaven itself. That I am come. That they might have life. And that they might have it more abundantly. more abundant. Anybody here, here ever handled bees? Where in the world are you going, Preach? You just flipped you. You ever handle bees? Beekeeper stuff? You ever rob a bee tree? Okay. The Bible tells us that Jesus is the author and finisher of our faith. Amen. You believe that? Yes. What's an author? is the originating source of whatever it is. So we can say Jesus is the originating source of our eternity. Amen. It also says he's the finisher. You got to look at the author before you can figure out who the finisher is. Uh-huh. Amen. And by looking at the author, you can figure out who the finisher is because the author being the originator of the source, or the source of origination of our faith, that author already has the future in view. Amen. It's got the future in view. Our future. You know what your future is? Uh You sure what your future is? Have you said what Peter said? Have you responded, yes, Jesus, I believe you are the Son of God. I believe you came, bled, and died for me on the cross. I accept that. I believe it. Got it in my heart. Got it in my soul. Got it in my life. It's my walk. Go oh, back to the bees. It is my life. <laughs> it's interesting in verse 10 where it says, And to kill. I told you that Jesus knew all about <laughs> the enemy, uh-huh. the thief. Now, kill here is related, and it goes way back to sacrifice. Kill a victim, it's a sacrifice. That's where the word comes from. Now, the temple, even the tabernacle in the wilderness under Moses and those that preceded him or uh, advanced from him when he died, we find them doing the rituals and the things and the sacrifices. In the beginning, we find that God, and I think I mentioned this maybe earlier, with Adam and Eve, said he made skins and clothed them when they 
were exposed, their sin was exposed. So we find sacrifices throughout the Bible. But again, something had to be killed in order for the sacrifice to be appropriate before God, all right? And the priest would go in and we know about the incense and all the ritual things. If you read the Bible, you'll understand this. That they went through in order to please God and, and build the fires and stoke the coals and the utensils and everything just right and, and smoke would rise, of course, when you put the sacrifice on that hot fire altar. Along with the smoke of religious activity, the incense bearers. You like to know one of the meanings of kill also the Bible contains? Blowing smoke. You ever heard that term? Satan blows a lot of smoke. Yeah. For a reason. Not necessarily to scare. See, he too was present or could be present. The temple of God, how could he be present? Hey, we better realize he can visit any time. That's why the power of the Holy Ghost needs to be absolutely saturated. Oh, hallelujah. So he was well familiar with the activities of the temple and the sacrifices and the fire building and all this. And I'm going to say it this way. I guess he got in his mind one day, hmm, I think I can twist that a little bit. All for a purpose, don't forget. What's his purpose? Steal, kill, and destroy, right? So in the concoctions of his mind and his ability to twist and use deception and all kinds of other things, we have through time and are now seeing the evidence of some really twisted stuff in the realm of religion. He blows a lot of smoke for a reason. If you can blow enough smoke, you can obscure the real sacrifice. Amen. You ever been in a smoke-filled room? No, some of you have. Can you see? Can you see anything? So, if I can blow enough smoke, I can also divert. Because if they can't see the sacrifice and realize who the sacrifice or what the sacrifice really is, does it really mean anything? he's been blowing smoke for thousands of years and what is his number one target the church Amen. come on if he can obscure the church from seeing and knowing who the real sacrifice is Jesus Christ the son of the living God he can steal he can kill and he can destroy. Who do you say Jesus is? Who do you have? Do you have him living in your heart and in your life today? Well, I'm kind of planning on maybe next week and a month, maybe a year or so, I might consider that. You better be considering today. Yeah. Yeah. The smoke is blowing. The bees? You thought I never was going to get there, didn't you? <laughs> I want to hear about the bees, Brother John. Amen. If you're going to take honey or steal honey, yeah. it belongs to the bees, doesn't it? Yeah. If you get it, then you stole it from the bees at least. Yeah. Okay. A very effective tool used. The smoke. 
You can take a hive of angry bees or a tree with a hollow in it that's got a bunch of mad stirred up bees and you can blow a little smoke in there. Guess what it does? Tranquilizes them. Makes them numb. Makes them unable to know what's going on. Non-sensitive to intruders. Hmm. Amazing what the natural world can tell us if we'd only look. And when they get all settled down and basically numb and asleep, guess what happens? Start stealing. And a bee that's docile and motionless and paralyzed and tranquilized is a whole lot easier to kill than one that's flying around trying to sting the daylights out of it. Amen. Whose battle is it? It's the Lord's battle, but who's he used? Can I say it this way? Angry bees. Yeah. Amen. That are not subject to the smoke. Refuse to be subject to the smoke. If ever I believe it is time for the church to be stirred up. Come on. But we got to go right back to the very beginning. Before we can get started up, it's got to know, got to know who Jesus is. is. Amen. He's our defense. He's our protection. He's our enabler. He's our source. Savior. Lord. Amen. How much more do I need to say? Uh-huh. Peter said it well. You are the Christ. The Son of the living God. Lord Jesus. Sometimes we get hit with some unbearable things. We get more than walloped. We get knocked down, we get disappointed, we get discouraged. In a way, if I can say it this way, and I, I certainly appreciate because I'm a prime example. I mean, I, I've faced all the things recently that I just named and a lot more. But we can't let the smoke affect us and keep us down. Yeah. If somebody starts messing with the tree, we need to be stinging. Amen. And we need to be flying. Amen. And we need to be swarming. Yep. Power in numbers, right? Amen. Woo. You ever been chased by a hive of angry bees? Uh, you will know what I am talking about. That's the way the church needs to be. Amen. Don't allow the smoke. Get him before he gets you. Would you stand? Jesus said, I am come that they might have life and have it more abundantly. They. They. You know, he spoke those words 2,000 years ago, but do you know that he was talking about you today? Come on. Amen. All in between. Do you have life abundantly? What he was actually saying here that they might that they might have life more abundantly, or might have life, is there's an ingredient there when he said, I am come 
The one that's made it available has arrived, okay? Amen. The ability is here. In essence, that's what Jesus said. I've arrived, I'm here. That I'm your ability. I'm your source. But to receive the words and the intent that he bore in that statement requires something from us. And I'm leaving it here. Accept who he is. That's the requirement. When you accept him, you get the ability. But until you accept him, you won't. Let us pray. God, we come today as we begin to close the service. Lord, I just pray that the power of your word has ministered. I pray that it has had effect upon hearts in this place. I pray lives be changed. Those that are about to go out these doors of this building this morning, I pray their lives be changed. I pray they've been added to with more realization. Maybe it's their own hearts, their own lives to come to a, a real understanding and knowledge of who you are. Who you are. I pray convicting of the Holy Spirit, God, all over this, this people this morning gathered in these pews. I loose the Holy Spirit and the power of God upon them, Lord, to touch their hearts and deal with their souls. And I just pray that we all leave here today really knowing who you really are. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Do you know him? God praise. You know him. Have you accepted him? You got him in your heart? Ask the questions. If you go out those doors and the answer is no, you're taking your own risk. Decision yours. It's the will of God that all be saved. Come to the saving grace and knowledge of Jesus Christ. It's God's will, but He's not going to cram it down your throat. Briefly this morning as we dismiss, if you're here, I'm here to pray with you. And we'll pray for Brother Stacy and her sister Julie. She needs prayers. Please God's touch on them. We're going to pray for her. Others as well. If you need Jesus, please come.